This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana. We are back. Robbie, the degenerate oh, here that's right. on the ones and twos. What's up, baby? What's up, Jazz? How you doing, man? Different, the different, uh, different view this time around. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, it's actually better. I don't yeah, you, don't have to, face. you don't have to look at me straight in the face anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. But we got a, we got a, knows. you know, an ode to Mark Hockman, oh, who, yeah. who we love very dearly. We got a loaded potato today. We <laughs> <laughs> do. Lots and lots of stuff going on. You know what's back? Football is back, no, no, no. baby. Football. Don't worry about it. I got a, little, I got a spot for you there. I got a spot Football for you. We're going to talk a little bit. Listen, but before we get into everything... Uh, I did a I did a giveaway this past week. I you don't did. know if you saw it. Yeah, we did a giveaway. So uh, I want to announce the uh, the winner that I chose, which is um, at Mikey Miranda. So if you're listening, uh, you know we'll get in touch with you, man. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for um, following us and for tagging some people. So I appreciate that. And uh, again, listen to us on you can listen to us on the podcast, which is uh, on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And you can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Instagram is at the just search. The weekly sports drop and on twitter it's at sports drop jocks enough about that it is football season football we got someone we got someone's back someone's back baby it's eric morero's back oh yes yeah. is, 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 he the, is he the the new lead man at kane's insight no he's not the new lead man but by the way he he didn't take the he stopped doing the uh the writing for the gators you know that he had yeah. He, no, double dip. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you do that, right? Oh, yeah. You're a double agent like that. I, I, I don't get that, man. I don't like that. I don't like that. Get smart. But he's like, that's it. I'm done with the Gators. I'm like, you better be done with the Gators. You ain't coming on this show if you're if you're well, with the Gators. He had to right? be done before the Gators before 2019 when they open up the okay. season. Yeah. No, he's done. He's done. So Kane's insight. Kane's insight contributor Eric Murrow is going to be on the show in a few minutes. Uh, we'll go to a quick break and get him on the line and, and we'll talk. But before we get to him, yeah, man, football's back. Football's back. We're, we're 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 cutting this short today because we got a yeah, season we, football, we, we right? Football, man. Our, see, you know what? I, you know, I talk a lot of smack about Robbie being a degenerate and all that, and I'm here saying he's he's telling me, "Are we going to go till eight o'clock today?" I'm like, "Hell no, we're not going to eight o'clock. We got football to watch, baby. It's the first. It's a Hall of Fame game, so it doesn't mean anything. Nobody's going to play, right? Well, at least at least you know, football fans don't think anybody's going to play, but for us. We've got Chicago and we've got the Ravens, right? The Bears and Ravens going at it today. We get to watch all the uh, backups, the second stringers, the third stringers. Last chance, last chance, use very own John Franklin. The third is trying to get a roster spot with the Bears as a safety. So I want to see that too. I mean, but, not just that. You got, but of course, it's Lamar Jackson. Obviously, time. everyone. That's Lamar, what it is. Even you got RG three. He hasn't played football in over oh a year. Oh my gosh, that's right. He's RG3. on the Ravens. Three's on the Ravens too. It's a battle for who's going to be the Ravens' number two quarterback, at least for this season. Well, for now, for now, right, right. Because hey, listen, by the end of the year, it could be one of those guys. Really, if Joe Flacco gets hurt, if he uh, if he craps the bed, as we like to say. Now Any, I wonder, anything could happen. Now I, I don't know if they'll unveil it during the Hall of Fame game, but will Lamar Jackson see any snaps at wide receiver? While while RG three is a quarterback. I don't know. Have they have, have they been talking about he, that? He, a little bit. Like he's he's had he's ran a couple. I remember seeing he ran a couple routes, but very very small. Just to have like a sub package of him being a wide receiver, and maybe you could do the wide receiver pass with Lamar Jackson. Right. That'd be pretty interesting. RG three and Lamar Jackson on the field at the same time. 
I mean, I don't know if they unveil it for the Hall of Fame game. It would but- be exciting, though. It would be exciting to see that. I mean, either either. I mean, I know that everybody's down on RG three. He's been out of. He's he hasn't played for a while now. It's it's actually pretty. It's pretty incredible that he's in. He's he's on a team right now. And and I understand there's different circumstances, but Colin Kaepernick's not on the team, and that's a discussion for a later yeah, day. Whoa, whoa, all right, and, whoa, and I, that's, whoa, that might serious. be sensitive, but whoa. think about it. Think about it. To me, Colin Kaepernick's a better court, and I'll leave it here. Colin Kaepernick is a better quarterback than RG three. I mean, they both sat out last year. They did. They did. So RG three got side. I don't know. We'll leave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway, oh, Rockwell Smith. That's Anyways, good. yeah, Rockwell Smith. He's not playing. He's, not, he's not playing either. He's, he's not even signed. Alex Collins will probably get some time today. You right? think so? In the Hall of Fame, he might get a little bit of time. Is is the running back position for for Baltimore solidified? That solidified that you're gonna sit. He, out had, a, he had a good season last year. I know, but who else who else is over there now in Baltimore? As a runner, you see, that's my point. So maybe I know they yeah, signed. You have to look at that. All right, and we'll get into that after. All right, but no, first we're, we're gonna get into this now. No, no, no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk Kings football first. We're gonna oh. talk Kings football because we're excited about Kings football. You you might want to hook up your phone so we can um, so we can get Eric Murr on the line. We can get Eric Murr on the line. We're gonna talk Kings football because Paradise Camp just happened. All right, some big time commitments. Six commitments came out of Paradise Camp. Robbie, six commitments. Wow. All right, some big time players. So I want to talk to him a little bit about that. You know, the um, you know, we'll preview a little bit more about the team. I know I went into it last oh, week. Oh, they still got a Kenneth Dixon and Buck Allen. Kenneth Dixon and Buck Allen. Is it really solidified? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what else do we got? Well, we'll 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 get into it with uh, Kane's football. We're gonna get Eric Murrow on the line oh, yeah, now. The coaches poll came out. We got to talk. Oh, coaches! Of course, the coaches poll came out. Yes, number eight in the country, so that's big as well. So we'll talk a little bit about. It doesn't that. mean anything. We'll talk oh, about. Yeah, the, yeah, I got some no, questions about. Yeah, that. yeah, we got, we got a lot of questions for Eric. I think this is gonna be a good one. This is gonna be fun. Uh, give us a second, and we'll you know we'll be right back. But first, we need some more football. Football. Hey, we're back here on the weekly sports drop. I'm, I am now joined on live. He's back. It's Eric Marrero, baby. While. Kane's insight. Eric Marrero, contributor. Thank God he's no longer with the Gators either because oh. I wasn't going to bring him on if he was. And we all know that already. What's up, Eric? How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing? Good, man. Good to have you back on, man. I know it's been a while and we were pretty excited about having you back on because obviously, you know, football's back. A lot of things to talk about, you know. Number one, coaches poll just came out today, right? And ranked number eighth in the country. I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's exciting to see the Canes in the top ten starting off the season again. You know, we just had Paradise Camp as well, and uh, we had some solid commitments come out of that. But we also want to talk about the 2019 class, uh, the end of the 2018 class, and uh, just get into the team as well. So I know we got some pretty, pretty cool things to talk about. A lot of things to talk about. I know Robbie has a lot of questions. Let's first start off with Paradise Camp because that's what I want to talk about first. I mean, it's it's obviously the biggest uh, one of the at least one of the biggest, if not the biggest, recruiting day per se for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, they bring in a lot of top talent from across the country, a lot of four stars, a lot you know some five stars, some kids that are committed elsewhere, uh, and some big time targets as well. I know we saw a lot of commitments come out of uh, Paradise Camp. 
but more 2020 guys and 2021 guys, right? So what's the deal with the 2019 class? A lot of people are talking about how it's not as strong as the 18 class is, and um, and the 2020 class is looking to be a stronger class. Now, especially that Michael Johnson committed yesterday to Penn State as well. Are they looking at any quarterbacks? Talk to me a little bit about the 2019 class and uh, Paradise Camp in whole. Well, with the, the quarterback situation, I, I don't believe they're going to be taking another quarterback this cycle. I would, I honestly wouldn't take a quarterback as well. Just wait for a more deeper class in the 2020 class. And you hit it on the head with how the 2020 class, I think it's going to be a pretty special class in general, regardless for if Miami lands a lot of guys or whoever lands whoever. It's just going to be a very deep class in general for everybody in the nation. It's a lot of guys to choose from. So, so tell me what's okay. So, talking about the two, 2019 class, why is it that a lot of people are down on it? It's just the position groups are down a lot. The, the position groups in general, like running backs, down this year. Besides a guy like Kenny McIntosh and and Naquan Wright from Carroll City, those are the two main guys in the area. Another position that's down, cornerback, linebackers, very heavy, strong, very strong this year, and defensive line. It's very, it's a strong defensive side of the ball. Front seven side is very strong this year, but but regardless of that, wide receivers pretty pretty down and every position in general. Eric, uh, I know the Canes uh, lost out on a commitment that went to Penn State, and according to reports, they used a, Michael Johnson. Yeah, they lost. Uh, they used a lot of effort. They they tried so hard getting this guy to come to to the Miami. Now, couple couple things questions regarding that. Number one, it seems that they're getting a, a highly rated quarterback every single year, so. Could they afford to not get this commitment considering you got guys like Nikosi Perry or Jaron Williams to be the starter for the next couple of years after this year? And and my, my and I, I guess I guess the old rule is you got to recruit a quarterback every every year. But I ask my my question is why? I know that's all coaches do it and they do it every year. But why are they going after these? Every got to get a quarterback every single class. I agree with you on why you really have to get a quarterback because mo most of the time only one guy can play so most of the time they're just going to be transferring out of your program within a year or two if they don't win the starting job and that and then it's probably the reason why is because who got regardless of who wins the job this year whether it's Perry or, or, or Williams regardless I don't believe Rozier is going to play the entire season he's going to be in majority of the time because he's someone that, might, that has led Miami all, all the way obviously to HC championship game but one of those two guys if Jaron Williams gets a job. I think the coach Perry will ultimately end up transferring throughout the season. Well, so, and then just, yeah. to just to touch on the, the Michael Johnson, they did put a lot of effort into him. John Rick saw him multiple times throughout the process. But I honestly don't think it's that bad of a loss if Miami doesn't get him because it's honestly, it's like, it's like why, you, why do you need a quarterback every year when next year they're looking at a guy like Michael Johnson and they're looking at a guy like Michael Johnson and other guys in general? Well, to be quite honest with you, I wasn't completely sold on Michael Johnson anyways. I, I, I see him as... Oh, excuse me, Max Johnson, Max Johnson. Oh, Ma right, well, Max Johnson, which is uh, it's, it's Coach Rick's uh, nephew or godson, yes. right? Uh, he's yes. the son of former quarterback at FSU, Brad Johnson. So, or, um, But either way, I mean, I wasn't very impressed with Michael Johnson either, to be quite honest with you. Uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit and, and still, still sticking with recruiting, but Paradise Camp, you know, in specific... Uh, a lot of great things came out of Paradise Camp, right, with these six commits that came out. Talk to me a little bit more about Paradise Camp as a whole and maybe these six commits that we got. Uh, a lot of a lot of the guys are three kids from South Dade, which is kind of huge, mm -hmm. um, and a little bit more about that. 
So I'll go into the first part, the Paradise Candidates. Obviously, you, you can debate it with Friday Night Lights and the other kids. I think it's a very well put on event by Miami. Always bringing back the alumni. And you just see the true Miami spirit when you go to those events. A lot of top targets at the events, regardless of what the other recruiting sites and fan bases will say. A lot of really good kids were at the camp. And it was mostly mostly the 2019 commits didn't commit. Did I, excuse me, didn't play, didn't perform or anything, but it was more for the 2020 kids and more for the 2021 kids. But credit to guys like Marcus Crowley, who competed in the 2019 class, Jeremiah Payton, who I heard dominated the event. And just respect to those guys that competed, because there's some guys, in my opinion, that should have competed at the event because they're candidates to get dropped the cross. Well, I mean, and that's true. It makes a lot of sense because you get a lot of these guys that maybe get offers early on or that commit early on, and then they come out to an event like this and they don't put out, right? They, they don't look as, as good as, of course, Rob, anyways, uh, you know, they don't look as good. They don't look as good as, you know, as advertised, right? Or as their offer deemed them. So, so yeah, like you said, hats off to, to these guys like the Crowleys and Jeremiah Payton who came out and put on a show and did really well. Um, going going a little bit further into this team, you know, there's, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of concerns for me, right? And we're talking about the 2018 season. Uh, you know, number eight ranking, all all fine and dandy, and I'm excited about the team because I think we've got a lot of weapons coming back. Um, I'm comfortable. I'm okay with Rozier being the starting quarterback, um, but. For me, it's more about the offensive line. I'm still not convinced about the offensive line. I understand we've got some, you know, some guys solidified as a tackle with uh, Tyree St. Louis and St. Louis, however you want to say it. And then you've got Navon Donaldson, who's moving over now. He's switching over to the tackle position as well. And Gauthier as a center. Talk to me a little bit about how this guard situation is going to pan out. It can pan out many different ways. There's a lot of – I've heard that – Cleveland Reed, a freshman offensive line, he's one. He's the only freshman I've heard that is competing for a starting job, and he's competing at the left guard, right guard spot. A lot of guys also in the mix, Hayden Mahoney as well, who's competing for center. Obviously, got guys like Gauthier. Um, always forget his name. The, the center from that just got uh, from Stoneman Douglas. He's also in the mix. Just a lot of guys in general in the mix. And I, I don't know why people are always so down on the offensive line. I thought it was okay at times last year, but I think this year that you're really going to see a really good offensive line in Miami with how Stacey Shirley developed the offensive line for over three years and finally has his guys in there. And it'll be interesting to see if Jahari Jones also gets some playing time as well. Rick has constantly been saying that he's in the starting lineup right now, but it's just going to be interesting to see how he, if he ends up as a starter for the game one against LSU. And you got you got some other kids, some young kids like John Campbell and uh, yeah, exactly. uh, this, you know, a couple other guys that uh, Corey Gainers, another one. I think that's the one you were talking uh, yeah. you were talking about. So yes, I mean, there's some talent there. Uh, I just, you know, with the move. I, another thing, God, if I can. Um, yeah. What's going to be interesting as well is all these offensive linemen are going to be able to play now since the new transfer rule. No, excuse me, since the new redshirt rule with not being able to play four games. So you're going to be able to see what you have at that offensive line very early because. Regardless if the, if, the, if the freshmen aren't very good, you can still redshirt them throughout four games. They're eligible to play four games throughout the year, and then they're able to redshirt. So you're going to be able to see what you have at that offensive line position and, throughout, and in general throughout the whole team, what you're going to have in general. 
I'm actually excited about the running back situation at the U right now. Uh, you know, Travis Homer, Lorenzo Lingard, even even Cam Davis, Chuck Gray. Uh, I, am I missing someone? Uh, why can't I think? DJ Dallas. That's what I was missing the other day. DJ Dallas, another playmaker. The minute he gets the ball in his hands, he's, I mean, he's electric, man. He makes people miss. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he makes people miss. So I'm excited about the running back situation. I don't have an issue there. I don't have an issue at wide receiver either. I'm actually excited to see. I'm holding back my judgment yet, you know, still on the tight ends because I know they're young. So Brevin Jordan and Will Mallory are coming in. For, for me, they're going to start, right? One of those guys is going to start on um, at tight end. I think Michael Irvin's had his chance. I don't know how much burn he's going to get. Uh, the wide receivers were loaded at wide receiver. I'm excited about Brian Hightower, uh, you know, and and because he showed out in spring uh, and some other guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Here's my question. Is Malik Rozier your starting quarterback for the whole entire season? I think I alluded to that earlier with, with talking about Williams and Perry. I, I don't know if he is the starter throughout the whole year, but if he is a starter, I, I think Miami can still make it to the championship regardless who the starter is, just of how talented the, the roster is and just how depleted the, the entire ACC Coastal is with Virginia Tech losing 10 starters even before the season even starts. But that's, that's despite that's their crazy. NFL draft picks and who they who left early. They've already lost 10 guys on defense that have either transferred, got kicked out, and that's going to be a huge blow to them. And they obviously have a big test for FSU week one. So I think Miami's going to be it's hesitant with who they're going to start. Obviously, you're obviously going to see Williams play regardless because he has the four games to redshirt if he makes it and if he makes it and breaks it. If he wants to show the coaches something, that's possible. But I don't know if Rozier – I'll be hesitant on, on to see if is going to be the starter for the whole year. Well, let me ask you this, Eric. If the Canes win, he's going to stay the starter. The only way your scenario, I believe, plays out where he's not the starter at some point in midseason is if he loses to LSU and then loses to Florida State or has a bad game against Toledo and on, on, and they struggle to beat FIU. Like, if he's not the starter midway through the season... Yeah, the if they're winning, all, I'm okay with him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if he's not a starter midway through the season, the season's been a total disaster. So, is, is, that, is that fair to say? I don't think so, honestly. I don't think that I think I don't think that's a scenario at all. Where if he, yeah, that is a scenario where if he can get pulled if they lose those games. But I think there's a chance that he could lose the job this season, regardless how Miami's doing, if they're winning or not. Because it all depends on how they're doing in practice that week. There obviously there's going to be some games where Miami just blows some teams out, and you're going to see all quarterbacks. So if he, it depends on who's playing better at what time. That's how I look at it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. Shifting over to the defensive side of the ball. <sighs> now, I, I mean, defense. Come on, baby. I'm excited about this defense. You know, you got. I, I still have question marks. Yeah, by the way, no. What, what concerns me is that they don't have Michael Jackson as one of the top ten uh, yeah, defensive backs. He'll play if he It's play ridiculous. Some. It's ridiculous. But whatever. Jaquan Johnson coming back. Michael Jackson coming back. Uh, Trajan Bandy. Uh, even Sheldrick Redwine. I'm excited about the, the secondary. I think the secondary is going to be fine. Uh, you've got some other guys coming back. Some uh, Derek Smith, uh, Amari Carter. These guys are exciting to me. Uh, maybe a guy like, um, maybe a guy, you know, the running back. Uh, I'm sorry, the running backs. The linebackers are all coming back. The defense. Joe Jackson. I think people are not giving the front four people that are the guys that are coming back and the, and the defensive well, tackles. The, the losses of uh, RJ and, and, uh, and Norton. And I get it. And I get it. But you got some big time problems. First of all, you got Gerald Willis coming back. That's a that's that's to me. He's probably he's probably the biggest recruit. All right, coming in on defense this year. And I, I say that I say recruit because he didn't play last year. And he's a transfer. Right? And, he, 
As for from Florida. Correct. Yeah, from Florida. Yeah. Uh, he needed need to get the gator stench off of him. All right. But I will tell you this. I'm excited about that front four because I think John Ford, I think guys like Gerald Willis, Pat Bethel, I think there's actually a little bit of be- a depth there. It's it's young. Uh, you know, we've got some young guys there, but, I mean, some of the guys on the outside, Joe Jackson, Demetrius Jackson coming back. You've got Greg Rousseau, who looks like an absolute animal. You know, as as a freshman, Jonathan Garvin. I almost forgot that oh, guy. The I mean, strip side gets Notre Dame. We're, we're pretty loaded. We're pretty loaded at defense, if you ask me. How do you see this defense panning out, Eric? I think it's going to be very good. And I, to touch on the front four, I think it's going to be a very nasty front four. And the terms of just like how hard they hit the player, just how like physical they are. I think guys like Silver and Willis are just going to punch people right in the mouth off the line of scrimmage. So I, I'm very excited about the front four. Obviously, with if RJ RJ would have came back and Norton would have came back, the front four would have been a lot better. Miami probably would have been ranked way higher in the preseason polls. But I, I really don't think it matters if they came back or not. I think Miami's still going to do good regardless throughout the year. And that defense is going to carry the team again. But I don't know about uh, – let me re- retract that. I don't know about carry them, but because um, the offense is – I think the offense, yeah, the offense is loaded, carry, man. The offense is loaded. Like, the team in general is just loaded. Just Are you are you good enough to beat friends? And that's the question. That's the, that's the ultimate question throughout the year. And we'll, we'll find out. Now, Eric, I got – I have some concerns on the, on the defense because – Yes, last year was very exciting. They had the turnover chain. It was a party and all that. It's coming back, baby. But outside of turnovers, this defense, it seems like, doesn't get many stops. They don't get the three and outs. They don't get, get guys off the field. And we saw the last three games of the season with Pittsburgh, the freshman quarterback. Obviously, Clemson dominated the game. And he won't take it to the game before that with Virginia. Kurt Benkert went through four, four touchdowns, and he maybe had like three or four incompletions on the day. And, uh, and then you had, of course, Wisconsin, who uh, their quarterback had a subpar Big Ten championship game. He not did not look very good. And all of a sudden, he comes into the Orange Bowl and throws four touchdowns, seemingly stress-free. So is, is it fair to say there are some concerns on the defense not being able to get any stops? There are definitely some concerns that we saw at draw times last year where Miami just couldn't find a way to get off the field. It were, if, the only way they can get off the field was either – the, the opposing team scoring or a turnover. So I, I understand your concern on where it is. It just has the team learned from those mistakes. Have they gone better? Just these are just questions we're we're gonna have to. It's all on wait and see mode, and we'll find out very early week one when they play a tough LSU team. Listen, uh, we're excited about what's going on with the, with, with the uh, Miami Hurricanes. I, I appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about it. Uh, I think we'll get a little bit more into the recruiting aspect. And, uh, I mean, camp starts next week. All right? Camp starts next week, right? We've got – from then on, we've got about 25 days until, until game time, right, until Labor Day k- kicks off and, and we go out there and we – Beat the living daylights out of LSU. You know, I think. We, Whoa! I think our chances are. are, are that's not. That's not good. Uh, I, think, I think they're very high as well. I think they're high. You see, Eric even confirmed it for me, man. They're high. LSU is overrated, dude. Get well, out of here. I'm not saying. That. I'm not saying they're going right? to lose. They're ranked 24th in the coaches' poll, so I don't know about overrated. They're overrated. They shouldn't it, even be ranked. They do. We, we just have greedy Williams. That's about it. All right, get out of here. We just don't know who their quarterback's going to be. That's the their only quarterback is probably be uh, this kid that just transferred in. Uh, the kid, oh, the kid? I was actually watching their. I was actually watching their whole SEC media days and every every single player that talked with them. They have no idea who their quarterback is going to be. That's, that's, that's crazy. Who's the starting? Who's the guy that just transferred in from uh from Ohio State? From Ohio State, Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe yep. Burrow. Joe Burrow is the guy. That, he's probably going to be their starter. I would see that. 
I mean, right. you got to watch out. Like, even if the quarterback play is not very good, LSU's got that defense. They they, they could get you with a 13 to 10 solid game. Their defensive backs, their, their secondary is pretty solid. So, I, yeah. and I know Ed Orgeron. Anyways, Eric, I appreciate you, my man. Thank you for coming on. We'll have you on again probably uh, either next week or the, or, the, or the following. You down? Yeah, that's perfect, bro. Thank you so much, and then just everybody should be excited for this season. Everybody should, if, if you're heading out to Dallas, you should definitely head out to Dallas and support this team game one and watch them get a victory. Will you be on Dallas? Will you be there? I'll be in Dallas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all can't afford that flight, bro. Well, hey, it's all right. Hey, he's, he's covering. He's, covered, he's, covered, he's, inside, yeah, he's, he's already covered. starting a big he, league. Me, he's going out. Of, he's going for business, not for. Yeah, not for I'm sure it's for. Yeah, it is business. It, it's always business, baby. Eric, we'll talk to you soon, my man. You guys have a great day. All right, buddy. All right. Oh, that is the great. The great, the stallion, the young stallion. Remember that? You know what? What are the odds? As soon as we're talking Canes and the quarterback situation, Barry Jackson comes in with his new, fresh new post. New. If you're wondering why Nikosi Perry hasn't been able to overtake Malik Rozier, some interesting insight here from a U.S. A UM coach. Ooh, nice. Plus buzz on Jaron Williams at Kane's recruiting news. Oh, I, I, all right. Click. So we're gonna we're gonna have to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that off the air, but we'll and we'll read it and maybe we'll come back with it. But speaking of quarterbacks and the transfer from OSU, uh, from Ohio State, right? Ohio State in the, in the news now. Well, oh, specifically yeah. Urban Meyer, yeah, right? Yeah. What do you think about that whole situation, Robbie? Karma's a bitch, right? Couple things. Oh my god, it's gonna be so dangerous. Uh, no, yeah, baby, be dangerous. I like it. I like dangerous. First off, as of right now, Karma's I, a bitch. Just say it. Just it look, say it. Karma's a bitch. It looks very bad. We can say it. We can say bitch. I know. You can Karma's say, a bitch. Yeah, I know. Everything comes full circle. But first yeah, off, it does. It does. The specifically when you say the things that you say as Urban Meyer. All right. I mean, the idiot. The, the whole thing of as a like, really Urban, you're gonna do all this for a wide receivers coach. I can earn. You know. I mean, he has that. With Florida and with Ohio State, but at least those are football players, like very successful football players, are helping them win games and you know first round NFL draft picks. But a wide receivers coach, really? Here's the thing, though, like all because he's a grandson of his mentor. Even coming, even at Florida, right? His one of his biggest rules was respect women. That's his biggest thing. Don't mess with women. He's got one of his own guys on his own staff. Okay, and it was an intern at the time. All right, he's got one of his intern, own guys you know. on his staff messing with women. That's unacceptable. Even if you know about it, all right, you have to set the expectations. You have to set the tempo at that school. Um, and and what's the word that? What's what? What's what is it that I'm looking for? I'm looking to say something. You have to um, uh, set the example. Yeah. Set the example. Precedent. The precedent. How are you gonna have? How are you gonna have a guy in your staff messing with women, disrespecting women, and you're turning around and telling your players and your coaches and everybody else, "Hey, that's my." Now, here's the thing. Here's the big thing. Maybe this will get answered in the investigation coming up. But as of right now, there is no hard, concrete proof. That Urban Meyer knew right. what happened. The first thing I thought about was he's going to get away with it somehow. He's going to get away with it. I mean, they might discover that in an investigation. I mean, look, chances are he probably, like, if his wife knows, you would think he would know. But that's not... That's yeah, not, but it's not going to be an FBI investigation where they're going to have to recover a whole bunch of texts, are they? I mean, is that is that they're, the point? they're doing an internal investigation? I mean, and might, they involve they might, not, they might not get involved the FBI, but they're going to. I mean, they're going to go through it thick and thin. It's not going to take. Um, okay, but if they go through through it thick and thin, if they if they have a, a formal investigation, is there any way to recover old text messages that have been deleted? You know, it, without involving government, you, have to, you, you might not need text messages. You just got to find out proof that. 
He knew. Now they might. He might. They might fire him anyways, even without the proof. But the question is, does that make a difference on firing someone for cause or without cause? Like, if you fire someone for for cause, I assume you can get rid of. You don't have to pay the guy anymore. Or if you fire him without cause, you don't have to pay him. This is penny. Right. Then he's gonna probably sue and try to get some of his money. But I mean, will they work out a buyout? Something. I mean, well, they, they might fire him for cause, but then he could turn around and sue because like, wait a minute, you don't have any proof that I knew. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just because. Well, just because my wife knows, that means I automatically have to know. Like that just maybe you're going off maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna invent another heart issue. <laughs> oh yeah, or he might come to a settlement in these next couple of days. Maybe he resigns. Or- They'll figure something out. You know, all the PR is going to be all over this, right? They're going to figure out a way to to kind of twist it and turn it around and make sure that you know he's he's his character is not as tainted. No, I mean, not really. I don't no? think they're going to be concerned about his character. I think when screw it. At this point, it doesn't matter. They right? got to get they got to get this whole mess out of their hands. And the most is he out? Is he out as a coach at Ohio State? What do you think? It, I, I, every, all the signs are pointing to yes, but if I'm a gambling man, I'm betting no. And here's why: because I'm it, with you. I'm with you actually. Because that, that be, only because the no pays more than the yes. Because I know some some bets have really the no is an underdog. Believe me, yes, the yes is a heavy favorite. This is, I mean, this is hardcore. Is, hardcore. Talk about a prop bet. Yeah. All right, this is as proppy as it gets. Yes. This is super degenerate. So. There's actually two. One was will he get fired? One was is will he resign? And both yes are, are huge favorites. Here's why. I'm not. Here's the key. If you look at her statement, the 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 ex-wife, the girl got abused. Mm-hmm. They asked her in the video, "Did you tell? Do did you tell? Uh, like who did you tell? Like yeah, I told I told Urban, Meyer, Urban Meyer's wife, and she said she was going to tell Urban. And then the follow-up question was. Did she ever get back to you confirming that she talked to Urban? And the ex-wife said, no, no, she did not. So you don't, you don't know. At that moment, you still don't know if she, ever, if the ex, if the wife tell Urban Meyer. Now, you would assume probably yes, but that's an assumption. You can't go off an assumption. Right. If this is a court of law, he'd be not guilty. Now, he, he, we all know what assumptions are, right? They make an ass out of you and me? Correct. And, and so that's that, that's reasonable doubt. Now you don't need beyond a reasonable doubt just to fire him. You know, it does, it's not like a court of law where it has to be a hundred percent. I just think this could get drug drag drag drugged out, drug dragged out, dragged out. Yeah, right. I, if it gets dragged out, it's going to be ugly for Ohio State, and so you're going to have to make a decision. But see the thing: if they wait it out, if they wait it out for a couple of weeks, the story will go away. But the well, moment, will it? Will it go away? Well, it'll go away. But then the moment they, they decide to fire or to keep him or fire him, the story gets it gets back on. So waiting enough for the story to go away really does nothing. But they do want to make sure they go through a thorough investigation. Yeah, and I mean, I mean I can't chances see. are he's going to be gone. But am I betting on it? Am I? If I'm a betting man, I'm I'm with you, Robbie. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to say yes. I'm going to say no. Because one way or the other, you know, he's been able to get away with stuff. Maybe a year suspension. That's that's pretty light, but yeah, uh, for the first game against Oregon State, which they're going to be huge favorites against. Right. Exactly. I, that would be. So, you know, I don't. So I don't know. I mean, it, this is going to hurt. I mean, if he if he goes, if he's gone, it's going to hurt. But I almost think it's going to hurt them recruiting, like, regardless of whether he should be fired or not. Just out of blatant stupidity, like you're gonna risk all that for a wide receivers coach? That is beyond. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, Aaron Hernandez is one thing. He, he Aaron Hernandez didn't kill anybody when he was in Florida. He, I mean, he didn't. Uh, no, but he also had Percy Harvin. He had the issues with Percy Harvin there. Yeah. I mean, those guys are helping him win football games. I'm not saying that you should yeah. do that, but those guys yeah. are helping contribute on the field. You can find there's a thousand wide receivers coaches. You could you could fire one or get another one in, in an instant. Oh, it's true. It's true. I I don't know why I take the risk for that 
for that wide receiver. I mean, it, 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 maybe, it's going to get fired. Gonna get fired. Zach Smith has something on him, man. What, Zach Smith is his, grand, his grandson. He's the grandson of Earl Bruce. Of Earl Bruce, right, who's a big name in Ohio State. And I think he has another uncle. He has another uncle who's, in the, who's like a legendary coach. They've got to have some dirt on him, man. Because you're gonna, you're not gonna fire your wide receivers coach. And that's another thing. Didn't, didn't the receivers coach come out and say, if, if I go down, I'm taking everybody down with me? He said that. I don't, I don't, like, so I don't know if he said that he or just might, and he might be able to do it. And and, and he, that's gonna be an S so an S show. So that, this is part of taking everybody down. And they also said the entire staff around him knew, but I I mean it's hard to believe he didn't, he didn't know, but. It's, it really is. It, let's as of right now, there's no look. There's no hard, concrete proof. OJ, hey, OJ, you know this guy brought OJ into this. Hey, what we say? OJ out of it, Robbie. He, Leave he, OJ out of it. All right. They could have convicted him. Maybe, maybe the, the problem. The, all the evidence the doesn't fit. He must have quit. <laughs> all the evidence said probably, but it didn't say certainly. And a, prob- a probability is not a certainty. Wow, I just went legal on your... Wow, man. You just I just went, went legal. legal on my ass, huh? I went full amber. You did. You can't even say ass. You're so used to not saying it. <laughs> That's true. There's a dumb button. <laughs> ass is okay. It's Keep just- my glow really far away. All right? Because my glow's ass is pointing at Robbie. It's just ass followed by another word that you can't say. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the thing that offensive linemen use to create a uh, space for running back to run through. You can't. A hole? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the first part. Right, you're right. You're right. Oh, man. I'm we're good. I'm good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. About, we're, good. we're good. We're good. Anyways, enough. You know what? We spent too much time on Urban Meyer. Screw that guy. Screw All right. That, guy. that guy's done. But a month before the season, that that's crazy. Yeah, it is tough. It is tough. I'm, I am excited for now. All, all year, we're going to be talking about any any head coach that's on the up and up is going to be. Is he going to take the Ohio State job? Oh, and we have some fantasy football. I mean, we're not going to talk much fantasy football. Oh, hey. By the way, Robbie, you're going to join my league or what? I need one guy. I need someone. Come on, man. Don't do me like that. Don't do me dirty. Here's the thing. I probably will. Okay. Uh, I probably, but I'm not gonna say. I'm, not, I'm like just like a reminder. I gotta pro- keep it as a probably. Uh, not don't a, please don't don't uh <laughs> don't <laughs> information. Yeah, don't don't compare yourself to a reminder. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I think he's a. Better I think guy. you should. It's a ten team league. It's a PPR league. It's fun, man. We do a live draft, so we all get together and we do a live draft. Oh, you're at the house. With yeah, beers yeah. And chicken. we either go we either go to like Buffalo Wild Wings or David Buster. Are you or going, we do it at a house? Are you or aren't you aren't you going to the uh, the 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 Jamie Eisenberg fantasy football yeah, thing. It's, it's, on a, it's on a Sunday. It's crazy. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's on a Sunday. But it's on a Sunday in preseason. Football. Should we? Should I go? If you're gonna have your, I mean, if you're gonna have your fantasy draft, ah, get some as expert uh, analysis <laughs> from. Uh, I mean, you, know, you may have to be John Clayton also, right? John Clayton. John Clayton's also there. I mean, it's it's our, it's our it's an intercomer. Listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. All right. Last year, I came in second place. I lost in the championship game. The year before, I was a champion. All right, fantasy football champion. I know what I'm doing. I don't need the help of Jamie Eisenberg. Eisenberg needs me. I don't need Eisenberg. All right. If he wants to call me about some fantasy football advice, let me know. All right, Jamie. I'm here for you, man. You let me know what you need. And I got you. I'm I, just kidding. I'm I, just kidding. I won because of Jamie I have a, a lot. All right. He helped me out a lot. What is the criteria for becoming a fantasy football expert? I'm not. I'm not doubting Jamie Eisenberg or Matthew Perry. You just gotta be. You gotta be a numbers degenerate type of guy and look at the look at the. They don't have to, you don't have to actually hit on your all your predictions. You no. can just 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 gotta sound smart doing it. What I mean, do, uh, do the track of the battle is sounding like you know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> all right. Yeah. And what's the other, the other girl from NFL Network, uh, Cynthia 
Freeland. She's all into the numbers. You know, yeah, you know more than I do. I, Jamie Eisenberg, uh, Scott Pianowski. Oh. What's the guy? Brandon Funston. Brandon Funston. <laughs> Brandon Funston from Yahoo. I do a Yahoo league, man. I do I, Yahoo. I, I love my my Yahoo league. I've been doing Yahoo since like 03. I know, I know. What's the name of your league again? The league, the league that you've done before? I don't know if I can say the name of the league. Uh, yeah, I think I can say the league. It's called the Queen League. Yeah. The Queen League, which is a slang for, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. The member. The members only. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to change the league, my name, the name of my league, to the, the members only. Ah. My member only. My member only. Here's why I'm hesitating on joining your league. Why, I, man? I hate being in multiple leagues. I like to have my focus on my one fantasy team. Now, I've joined other leagues because, you know, they've asked me to, and it's like, okay, whatever, it's free. I'm probably not going to pay it, to, but I end up not paying attention to it. I really don't care as much, and I hate having the situation where I know people that are like in seven leagues, and it's like, hey, bro, and this league. No, I only do I only do one or two leagues at the most. Like going into the, going into the Monday night game, oh, I'm playing, uh, I have Kamara in one league, but in the other league, I'm playing against right, so you gotta go. Yeah, you got to go. It just sucks. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, live, I like to live and die with one team. So wait, so are you going to do the, the league or not? I mean, come on, flip a coin already, dude. I don't know, man. I, Come on, I, man. But I, I, I don't want to be. Do it. Do it. I don't want to be uh, the guy who doesn't who starts an inactive. You know, who has Jonathan no, you're not, starting. You're not, because I'll kick you out of the league real quick. All right, <laughs> you're not going to do that. I, 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 I want guys, guys, I want guys that are going to pay attention to the league. Uh, are you going to you're going to draft Jonathan Cyprian? Jonathan's <laughs> <laughs> out for the year. Yes, that's why I said that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll drop. I, I may. I may drop <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was injured back in OTAs. <coughs> you definitely would. You definitely would draft on Now, with poor John, Jonathan Cyprian plays for the Titans. Yep. He's an FIU guy. He is. You know Tennessee was supposed to, is playing week one. They're here FIU? week one. They're playing FIU? Well, they're not, they're not playing FIU. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so bummer for Jonathan Cyprian. I know. Sure he gets forward. to come back home. Yeah. But That's he, true. He gets, what a bummer. In training camp. I'm excited about football season. I know we're shifting to the NFL now. We're not even going on break, dude. We're going to go straight through. It's football, man. You, yeah. What's the hell? You're just going to roll right through it. Let's first talk. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the Dolphins. Have you been at training camp yet, Robbie? I will be at the scrimmage on Saturday. But on Saturday, August 4th, right? What time is the scrimmage? It's at 11 a.m. If you guys want to join us, me and Robbie are going to be. I'm going. You're going too? Yeah, screw it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go together. You want a carpool? Yeah, we can carpool. Oh, man. This is awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> now, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to the scrimmage with you, Robbie. We'll go. Maybe we'll uh, we'll Facebook live a little bit, or we'll Instagram live on 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 Saturday. Yeah, oh, Instagram live! Yeah, I'm ex- listen. I'm actually pretty excited about the Dolphins. You know who I'm excited about? And I was talking about this with Ram- uh, with Ramsey. I'm gonna take a guess. All right, go tell me. Who do you think? Gusecki. No, man. Nope. See, you're wrong. Kenyon Drake. Nope. You see. You don't know me, Robbie. You don't know me. You don't know me that I actually sit there because I was at training camp on Friday. I was actually there. I was watching training camp, and I was really impressed with Isaiah Ford. Oh, everyone's been talking about Isaiah Ford. Right? Well, fr- Friday he started showing out. That's when I think when he first started showing out. And me and Ramsey are sitting there, and we're going, who's his number 84 kid? That's Isaiah Ford. I'm like, no kidding. He was all over the place, catching balls everywhere. He's bigger than I thought. Uh, well, he's taller than I thought he was. He's not He's not very big. But he's taller than I thought he was. He was, um, you know, he scored on a couple deep routes. He made some intermediate catches. Kid looked, Albert Wilson looked good. He looked solid as well. I mean, hey. We might have something. I know there's a connection between Tannehill and Danny Yomandola in the camp. Yes, three interceptions. Yes. Now, what? Not One two. In the red zone, right? To Kiko. But that was yesterday. 
He threw one interception to was Kiko it, yesterday. yesterday. Oh, okay. Today, three interceptions, all of them to Xavier Howard. Solid. That's solid. So I, that, that begs the question, which I'm, I'm sure I was there practice, so I almost want to ask the question, was Ryan Tannehill bad or was Xavier Howard just really good? I don't know the answer. Let's give it to Xavier Howard, man. We don't want to freak out the people talking about how bad <laughs> Ryan Tannehill looked. All right? Xavier Howard was a stud. The defense is, is going to be top tier, top five defense this year. I'm just kidding. Although Jordan Phillips looks solid as well. Oh, it's a contract year for he him. He dominated the backup centers today. He, need, he needs to dominate. I, you know, you want to hear something weird? So I was at training camp on Friday, and he's he's playing really well on Friday as well. And they were in shells. I get it. But he comes out, and all of a, I think he's uh, he's he's a little out there, man. All of a sudden, he takes off his jersey. He starts he starts playing with his pads on and an undershirt, but with no jersey on top. And he just kept practicing the rest of the day. Why do guys do that? He's just nuts, right? Well, I know he's been—he had a big beef with uh, Omar Kelly on the social media, which is—I you know, don't know how you're a beat writer, be- beefing, getting into Twitter wars with players that you cover. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that happened. Maybe that happened. Yeah. So what happened with with O? Yeah. I, what happened with Omar? Apparently, did you hear it? Well, because uh, Omar Kelly did the stock up, stock down today, right? And he had Jordan Phillips stock up. So I'm wondering where does this there's this beef coming yeah, from? Yeah. So what's the problem? Uh, I mean, I just know there was a problem. The first, the first problem is that players are listening to this junk on the air and then they get all their feelings hurt, right? Yeah. They get all their feelings hurt. Why? Why do you get... Who, who cares what the media is saying? Who cares what Omar Kelly's saying? All right? Who cares what Barry Jackson's saying? Who well, cares Who cares what Jazz or Robbie Campbell are saying, right? Why are you going to get all your feelings all, you know, feeling all hurt and, and your panties all in a bunch? Just who cares, man? Don't listen to that stuff. Just keep playing. You're in a contract year, dude. People are going to talk crap about you or they're going to talk good about you. Play. Get your money and keep going. But this is a contract year. You got to you got to put up. You got to crap or get off the pot. This is a year. Jordan Phillips got to step up. That's it. Simple as that. Yeah, and he, and he always gets some competition with uh, Gotcha and, you know, Vincent Taylor lit it up yesterday. Blew up the offensive line. <laughs> look, look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, listen, your starters are probably going to be Jordan Phillips and, and Devon Gotcha, right? I mean, Devon Gotcha did have a solid year last year, but it wasn't anything spectacular either. You know, a lot of people are talking, well, he's – Listen, for a fifth-round pick or whatever round he was, I, th- I think he was a fifth-round pick. Yes, solid, great year for a fifth-round pick. But he's got to step up his game now. Now he's got to be that much better. Because I'll tell you what, our ends, our bookends, uh, Charles Harris, Cam Wake, Robert Quinn, all these guys are solid. That's a hell of a defensive end. Yeah, we've and got, Andre Branch. And Andre Branch. I forgot of Andre Branch. We've got great depth at the defensive end position. I talking depth at defensive ends. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> huh? It gets you going, huh? Oh, my God. It Flowing. Backup time. Look at you. Chase Allen. Let me go to the line. About to do some push, push-ups. Or <laughs> yeah, you know what? Man. I might just go down to the push-ups. You got to relax, man. Yeah, but seriously, think about it. At the ends, we're fine. So we're going to be able to rush the quarterback. But if we cannot stop the run on the inside, we're screwed. We're not going to have a chance to stop the quarterback because what they're going to do is keep running it down our throats. So they had, they had the Dolphins. Oh, okay. What's his name? Akeem Hicks, Nicks, whatever his Akeem, name is. Uh, Akeem Spence. Spence. That's the kid from De- from Detroit, right? Yeah. He's another one that's at defensive tackle as well. So, I mean. Hey. I mean, look, they had a Damakatsu and they were getting run all over. Not saying it was a Damakatsu's fault, but. No, but still, I mean. And he had a solid year. He had a solid couple years with us. But at the same time, is is it going to be, you know, well, these guys now, they don't have Sue. They got to step up and play harder. Is this going to be a better defensive tackle, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
depth? Is it going to be better position? Are we going to be stronger at it? Or is it just going to be like, well, it's going to be the same old garbage. If we can't stop the run, it doesn't really matter how strong our defensive ends are. We still have question marks at linebacker. Okay. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, Raekwon McMillan. Probably the best guy that we have. Kiko Alonso, Kiko Alonso, Stefan Anthony, Chase Allen. You know, you know who looked actually. You know who looked solid the other day in coverage, which is why they why they drafted him. Anyways, was Jerome Baker. He did look solid in coverage, covering the tight ends. So I mean, I know that that's what they brought him in for. And Stefan Anthony, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold on to that starting position. Maybe even a guy like Chase Allen might take over at the outside. I don't know. Although he's he's a he's a prototypical middle linebacker, right? You know what I do on the Dolphins. It's a long shot. This is probably this is not going to work more than likely. But there's a certain linebacker who's uh, grumbling, uh, who's who's upset with his contract. What's he situation. grumbling about? There's a certain linebacker out there who's upset with his contract situation. Where's he at? He may uh, uh, he, he he may have been a pick that the Dolphins may have would have jumped all over had he been there in the draft. Are we talking about Roquan Smith? Yeah, I'm just saying he's not signed. What and the reason why? Okay, what do you think uh, is going to happen though? The reason why he's not signed is because the Bears want they want to get some of their guaranteed money back if he gets suspended for an illegal hit with because of this new helmet rule. Right. That's so that's what, is that what's holding that? That's only that's 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 negotiations. Okay. So if, if, the, if the Bears are going to be that cheap, what's the solution? What's the solution to that? Uh, I got a solution for you. What's so up, Dave? Hey, what's up, Dave? So Dave from Miami Sports Wave is on oh. with us here. Hey, what's hey, Robbie. Hey, what's up, Dave? If he can see us, uh, whatever. So here's what I do. I go. Hey, this is the Bears. Hey, Bears. This is a uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Hey, what's up? Listen, I, I know I know you have a situation on your hand with Roquan Smith. You you're you're in a beef right now. You've already upset him. We'll give you two first round picks. No, let's go. Let's not get crazy. Uh, I'll give. Well, how about look, look? I jumped the gun there a little bit. I'm sorry. We, we, we know you. We, you don't want to lose out on a, on a first round pick. You don't want it to go the whole year and not sign, and then you eat the first round pick, and then he can re-enter the draft. So why don't I? What if we give you a one and a three next year? They'll probably say, yeah, we don't want to do that. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right fine. Like a one and a three? A one, a three, and the year afters two. Jesus, and so so the the, the Bears. Ah, that's a little too much for me, man. Really? But you're, you're basically acquiring two first round picks from the same draft. Look, man, let me explain to you why I think it's a little too much. Okay. Yeah, you're acquiring a first round draft pick from the Bears. All right, but think of you have to build your team around on. Um, Around the draft, this is not the NBA. All, all you're doing, it's not, you know, all your baseball, where you, yeah. you're going to pick up guys at that line. Money, you, know. you, you don't get any of that. All you're doing is taking your first round pick from 2019 and just moving it up to this year. That's all you're doing. You're not giving up really giving up a first round pick. You're using a first round pick to take Wilcon Smith, and you're throwing in a three to spice it up. And if they say no to that, then you throw in a two from 2020. Now the Bears probably don't do it. They probably want to try to work hard to sign Roquan Smith, but it's but you see something. Somebody's unsigned. Somebody's unhappy. It's worth a phone call. That's all I'm saying. That's wishful thinking. That's super wishful thinking. It really is. Because I don't. I, I've never heard of that happening. Have you? Remember last year? Was it last year? The year before with Joey Bosa? He held out also. He almost missed the, he missed the entire preseason basically. Right. And there was talks about him not signing and and then re-entering in the draft like Bo Jackson did. Yeah. Well. Ah. I don't think uh, I don't think that scenario will ever really. Oh well, you never know. Okay, now it's ridiculous. Now it's completely ridiculous. Right. But what if it gets to the regular season? He still hasn't signed, and I think they only have to week ten of the regular season. Well, does that tell you something about him as as a player? As no, 
I think it's the Bears. Or do you think it's the Bears? So you t- you're going to tell me that the Bears are not going to sign the guy at all because of this uh, of this new rule with the helmets? It's ridiculous. I mean, that the, tells you a lot about the Bears. It's but if it's both and pride. but if it's both, but if it's both ends where they're now, hey, listen, you're not going to sign me for the preseason. I'm not going to be able to play in the preseason. No, screw you. Now I'm not going to sign with you. That, I mean, that doesn't look, my, that doesn't look good in my, way in my, on either side. It doesn't look good for Smith. It doesn't go, look good for the Bears. If, if I'm just saying, if the negotiations are going real badly, maybe it's worth the phone call. That's all I'm saying. It's worth the. Uh, he might get hung up on. But if I'm the Bears, I think about well, it. God knows we need the linebackers, so. The Bears really don't lose anything. They just they just they gain a third round pick and they gain a future second round pick. They still got, and then in the next year's draft, they'll have two first round picks. Are you comfortable with our secondary? No. Well, I mean, really, you get a little bit back. Cordray Tankersley. You got Xavier Howard's lining Xavier Howard yeah, lining it up. Great. Rashad Jones. So, I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick. Are you not comfortable with Rashad I'm, Jones? I'm comfortable with Rashad. I'm comfortable with Mika Fitzpatrick. Mika. But is Mika going to start over McDonald? I think they're going to play him all over the place. I think yeah. he's going to get a lot. I, mean, I think he listen. There's an opportunity. There's a chance that he gets some. He gets some burn at the uh, at the other cornerback position. I, I think so too. He's a kind of guy with that versatility. See why not? If you can't if you can't make up your mind with Lippet or or Tankersley or even a guy like Bobby McCain, although he's more of an inside guy, he's a, a nickel cornerback. But Bobby McCain's another option. I don't. I don't know. I think there's some uh-huh. depth there. I think it's exciting. You, 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 just, you just mentioned. I even something. like a kid like Tory McTire as a backup. And Walt, you still got Walt Aikens. The depth is there. What about why? Why aren't you comfortable with the secondary? What about what are we doing? T.J. McDonald now. T.J. McDonald okay. and a first round pick oh, for Quad Smith. <laughs> I do it. Why don't you? The question is: Do the Bears do it? Do the Bears do it? Well, who's, who are their safeties? Deion Bush. Is Deion Bush a starting safety? I don't know if he's a starting safety, but he's a safety over there. But it's not. I mean, uh, you got to take account. Yeah, you got to find out who their safety. And you also, even you also have to take into account TJ McDonald's contract. That's that makes things. A little well, how much does he owe by the Dolphins? He, he's got a big, pretty decent sized contract. Right. Last year he was on the cheap, but they gave him an extension in the preseason. Right. Even before he he didn't play that bad. His the last eight games of the year, he didn't play that bad. He, he, he wasn't terrible. He, yeah. he was great at leveling. He made big hits. You know what I can see? I can see the, skeptical in coverage. I can see the Dolphins bringing him down as like that rover linebacker position and putting Minka in at safety. And so now you take out your other, you, you take out whoever else was, was the linebacker that was starting opposite of Kiko and, and, and Raekwon. And now you bring down McDonald and you put Minka at safety. That can happen. And that probably will happen. Can you see that happening? Here's his, uh, it's possible. I mean, here's his contract this year. His, wow, he's got a 50, Oh, 50, I thought it was 50 million. It was a 50,000 workout By the bonus. way, we're on Facebook Live, too, man. We never even gave him a shout-out. He out. signed a four-year extension. Facebook Live, what's up? Facebook Live, what's up? We are on Facebook Live? Yeah, we are, yeah. Like, on, not on your phone, Facebook Live, but on the... On the thing? Oh, good. So, Tony, you're probably listening to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mama Fonzie probably listening to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, we, she's not... She's, yeah, Alana's not here. Yeah, she said she was going to be here, but she's... she's no, she's road tripping. She's road tripping. Good for her. She's, she's she Good is road her. tripping. But uh, yeah, T.J. McDonald, four years, twenty four million. Okay, is his contract with? How much uh, of that is guaranteed? Ten million. Okay. Okay, so it's, it's get outable. It's not that bad of a contract. No, no, it's not. And he's still a good player. So it's not like um, you know, they're gonna get they're gonna get a uh, a few happy uh, a few fries short of a is, happy meal type of guy. It's dead cap this year. If they cut him, if they just flat out cut him, it's an eight point nine. What you need to find out who are the safeties here. What we're doing here, guys, is general manager work. Right, 
We're some, do, doing right, some so GM work here. We gotta find out who the Chicago Bears That's safeties so are, because what we're looking to do is maybe we're gonna do we're gonna call the Dolphins organization and let them know, hey guys, listen, they're weak at safety. All right, we could use another linebacker. Why not trade TJ McDonald in a first round pick and go get yourself Roquan? Go get yourself Roquan. Chicago Bears positional analysis. Oh God, <laughs> this is terrible radio. <laughs> this is terrible. Thank God, thank, thank God, I can edit this on the podcast. Uh, no, this, this is staying. This is the number. This is this is the number one part. All right, this is this article screwy. Is it? Of Hold course on. it is. It's not going to show you anything. It's not going to show you anything. Oh wait a minute! Hold on. The football—they're armed with more than forty million in cash space at seven draft picks, including eight number. Oh, this is before the season. Get out of here with this article. Why is it in the top of Google? <laughs> Why is Robbie? It? You do this for a living. Chicago Bears. Why is it the third thing on Google when I'm looking up the Chicago Bears safety? I don't care about the 2001 Chicago Bears. Ladies and gentlemen, Robbie Campbell is a producer of a show and he still can't figure it out. He's got to get it together, man. I don't know. <laughs> Leonard, I hope you're not listening to this one. Oh, hold on. Chicago Bears depth chart by position from FoxSports.com. See the Chicago Bears depth chart for the 2018 season. There we okay. go. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know why you're screaming. Why is this 2001 Chicago why Bears? Screaming? Why are you screaming at me, it's though? It's so man. ridiculous. You know, I get all, they make looking up stuff so hard. I get all sensitive. All right, Jordan screaming. Howard to recall, and that's updated. Okay, it doesn't have Michael Lennon on the roster. That's good. Wait, wait, wait. I was about to, why did it refresh? Okay. Does it have Mitchell Trubisky? It's Alan Robinson. It has Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. Kevin White. Oh, yeah, he's a war bust. Guy's always injured. Bobby Bobby Massey. Oh, he's the guy that replaced the blind side at Ole Miss, believe it or not. Pretty sure. Guard, center, guard, <laughs> tackle, defensive end. Where's, no last tackle. Ch- where's last chance you, John Franklin the third? Is it wait, he's a, he's number a forty-seven. He's number forty-seven. He's a safety. He's a safety. Oh, he's a safety. All right, yeah. hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Lots I've been left. watching. Have you have you seen it? Safety. Have you seen Last Chance You? I haven't seen a single episode. Oh, I, know, it's, I, heard, I heard the last season's pretty bad, but the first two were great. Are you kidding me? No, man. It's, it's the other way around. The first and the third episode are... Uh, the first and the third season are really good. Second season's... Eh, it's all right. All right. You want to see their free safeties? Sure. Eddie Jackson, Dion Bush, uh-huh. DeAndre Houston Carson, and Michael Joseph. So there you Strong go. safety. Adrian Amos? Who's Adrian Amos? Nick Orr and Doran Gant. So you know what? They could use some safety. They could use some safety. Okay, maybe Eddie, isn't Eddie Jackson the guy from Alabama? Yeah, Eddie Jackson. Yeah. All right. McDonald's a strong safety anyways. Okay. Still, doesn't matter. All right. So they could use some safety. Jim McDonald and a first round pick for Roquan That's an Smith. upgrade for them and an upgrade for us. Let's do it. Let's make the call, Robbie. All right. I'm going to call. Is it, Ryan, is it Ryan Grigson, the Bears GM? Yeah. And then you got to call. Uh, All right. Ryan Grigson. And then you got to call Mike Tannenbaum. Good luck with that one. I don't know. I have to call my Tan- I could present to be Mike Tannenbaum. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey. Hey, this is Mr. Grigson. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I know it's your beef with the real cold sweet. Yeah, beef. Last week, we'll, man, we'll take Roquan Smith off your hands, and we'll give you you we, we, we won't give you a first round pick, so you guys don't look bad. It's basically like pushing a first round pick in the next year. And, uh, would, you do, would you do that trade, Robbie? If I'm, if I'm the Bears, you're the Bears. Yeah, probably not. No, I'm not. I mean, I'd sign Roquan Smith already signed. If I'm the if I'm, if I'm Roquan Smith, I'm not. If I'm the Bears, I'm not quagling over. No, you can, get, you, you can get a first round pick and T. You just used a first round pick on Roquan Smith. Okay, but if you can get a first round pick on TJ McDonald, if you don't have a safety, if I get the inkling, you don't have safety on your team that's even half as good as TJ McDonald. If, if I get the inkling that he's not going to sign, and I don't want to, and I don't want to cave in and meet his demands, then I have to do the trade. 
I mean, but I, I, I would sign them. I would have signed them already. But if if I just being devil's advocate, if if I didn't plan on giving him what he wanted, and I wanted to move on from this draft pick, then I'd have to consider the trade. I'm with you, but it's very unlikely. But <laughs> oh, Robbie! Oh, Robbie! This is make believe, make believe uh, fantasy talk here, guys. Make believe fantasy talk. Robbie, you ready for next week again? We're gonna talk Bears and Ravens. We're gonna talk some more football, right? We've got fantasy football. It's gonna Actually, be Ryan Grigson was the guy who got fired from the Colts. He's not yeah, the Bears. Yeah, that's the guy for the Colts. You're is right. Is it Ryan Pace or is it, oh, I don't know. Who cares? Bears. We're not, the show's not ending until I figure out who this general manager is. Oh my god, I think I'm gonna end it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna end it. All right, do your sign off while I'm looking it up. Thank, thank, thank all the people. Thank Eric Morero. Do what you gotta do. Well, yeah, we want to thank Eric Morero for coming on the show, talking some Canes football. We've got some fantasy football I think we're going to go after uh, next week. I think we'll talk some fantasy football next Ryan week. Ryan Pace, I knew it. Ryan Pace, I, I, I okay, you Ryan got Pace. it right, Ryan Pace. Uh, thank you for everybody who's listening. Thank you for everybody who did listen, who is going to listen. Check us out on the podcast. The podcast will be up later tonight after I do some editing to this degenerativeness that just happened here. Um, follow us. On Instagram and Facebook. No, not on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, just search the weekly sports drop. Twitter, at sports drop jocks. Don't follow Robbie because he doesn't do anything anyways on there. I don't. He really, he really doesn't. And uh, stay tuned. Obviously, you can you can follow Eric Marrero as well. I think it's Eric uh, at Eric Marrero underscore or something like that. Uh, we forgot to get Eric Kane Kane's Insight. So you can go on to Kane's Insight and, and, and uh, just check him out there as well. He'll be writing for. Uh, we should have asked him about the Kane's Insight battle for who's the, the lead man. You know, it's Stephen Adams, man. Stephen Adams. Yeah, Stephen Adams. Uh, I, or I, Stephon Adams, however you want to say it. Did he, last sorry, year? Stephon, if I butchered your name. Yeah, he was there last okay, year. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, Eric, I thought Eric was. They, like, do, they do a hell of a job over there at Kane's. So Eric, Eric is like Nikosi Perry. No, Eric's like Jared Williams, but Stefan Adams is like is like Jared Williams, like Nikosi Perry. Is that you want to? Get? I don't know what the hell you're. There's no, there's no Peter Ariz at all. <laughs> Peter Ariz is gone. So I know it was, um, yeah, it's completely good. gone. Uh, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Listen, guys, if you guys want all the uh, all the news and information on Miami Hurricanes football, baseball, basketball, and all that, go to Kane's Insight. You'll get some really good information from all the writers there, all the contributors, including Eric Morero, Stefan Adams, and all them. Um, again, I'm here with Robbie. This is the Weekly Sports Shop signing out. And by the way. By the way. Peace.